0: Comic Book Obscura, the show where I dig up info on the known unknowns of comic book history. Characters who have been forgotten, thrown out, or don't get that much attention, I guess. Um, anyway, I'm your host, Tony, and this week, I'm talking about one of the bad girls, Cassandra Kane. So, the new Birds of Prey movie got its full title uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it goes by the name of Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. And, as far as titles go, it's Create but um yeah that's kind of a mouthful and uh, according to margot robbie who plays harley quinn uh the title's supposed to be i guess just like an indication of the light-heartedness of the movie i guess uh basically from what i from what she was saying and what people working on the movie have said it seems like basically they're trying to turn harley quinn into the dc universe's version of deadpool where she just kind of like teams up with whoever and just goes on wacky adventures and just- you're like, oh, I guess I'm stumbling into this misadventure or whatever. Which I mean, it's fine, it's not a bad play. But so far, DC Warner Brothers, whenever they make a movie and it doesn't do well, and this is a case for Sony too, they seem like they learned the wrong lesson. Like, even when people are like, hey, this movie, this movie didn't do well because of this, this, and this. So for your next one, maybe try to do this. And they always seem to be like, no, we need to double down on the on the stupid mistakes we made this last one like or not just that but like they just they never seem to get the right idea so anyway the birds of prey movie story is basically uh harley quinn is rescuing a little girl named cassandra Kane from the villain black mask whom we haven't seen in a batman movie yet which is like well you know, that would have been cool. But I mean, it's fine. He's, again, he's one of those villains that is exclusive to Gotham, but not necessarily to, like, Batman. Like, other Gotham heroes and people have run into him. So that's that's fine. And I don't remember if I said this in a previous episode, but Ian McGregor is playing Black Mask. So that's a good get. And along with Harley, Black Canary, Huntress, and Renee Montoya are also in the movie. But they're not the the focus or the, the character that I'm talking about. Today is Cassandra Kane, which other common fans are like, Cassandra Kane, whoa, that could lead to something. And then uh for the rest of you, you're probably like, who the hell is Cassandra Kane and why do I care? Well, like I said, Cassandra Kane is one of one of four Batgirls. Hold on, let's see, let's go down the list. So uh there's Barbara Gordon, there's Cassandra Kane, there's uh the blonde one. <laughs> I can't remember her last name. Um but there was a there was a blonde bat girl whose first name is Stephanie, I forget her last name. She dated uh uh, b- 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 she dated one of the Robins hold on I know it's Tim Drake geez uh, you you'd think I'd never read a Batman comic before yeah so Stephanie dated Tim Drake she also used to go by uh, a different name she used to be a vigilante named the spoiler whose sole purpose was really to stop her dad who was a villain uh then she actually became a Robin for a short time almost got herself killed everyone thought she was dead then she came back teamed up with Robert Gordon became the new Batgirl and I think Okay, so I think she's only one of three. Yeah, I thought there was another one because then eventually Barbara Gordon comes back as Batgirl, so that was, yeah that was it. So she's one of three. Anyway, so let's get into the history of Batgirl. She hasn't been around that long, appearing in Batman number 567 in July of 99 and created by Kelly Puckett and Damian Scott. Uh, she was introduced during the No Man's Land storyline of Batman comics. Uh, I read the novelization of this, which was actually really good, surprisingly. I think it kind of, I mean, it was. it's a good summary of the overall story. Um, obviously, there's some parts left out because during this storyline there was a bunch of uh tie-in comics that showed what other specific characters were doing during this event but if you prefer books to comic books it's a good read comic book wise it's probably one of the few like batman events that really kind of shook up his comics because even more recently uh there's been like a few things they're like okay that's cool but like uh with like the introducing the, the introduction of damian wayne and then when batman got killed by dark side and dick grayson took over as batman those were some of the best <laughs> some of the best batman stories were the ones without Batman in it which is kind of a shame to say because I like I like Bruce Wayne Batman but I mean I think we can all agree he's gotten kind of stagnant so when No Man's Land happened it was still Bruce's Batman but it shook up things in that he had to learn how to defend the city in a different way it was pretty much chaos so he had to find he had to kind of bring new order to the chaos and Gotham City has always been kind of a rough place but he had like a kind of a system worked out for, you know, how to fight crime in that city. So, uh, let me give you the rundown on that. So, basically, during the No Man's Land storyline, a massive earthquake tears Gotham apart, turning it into a lawless hell zone, and so the government had to destroy the bridge that leads out of Gotham, cutting it off, and the Gotham PD had to issue martial law. So, basically, a bunch of Batman, vi- like, so, earthquake happens, Batman's villains uh, basically just walk out of Arkham <laughs> Asylum, and, you know, it's just looting and crime everywhere the, the the few police who stayed are on their own and then bat and then they have Batman the bat family, and a handful of cops are the only thing keeping Gotham from just totally just burning itself to the ground. So it turns out Cassandra Kane saves Commissioner Gordon, and she ends up teaming up with Barbara Gordon, who's at who at this point is Oracle, and she basically takes her in as like a I guess like a field operative. And during the course of No Man's Land, she gives her she Barbara gives Cassandra a, a variation of her Batgirl costume and Bruce of eventually meets up with her and uh gives his approval uh so so cassandra is the daughter of an assassin named david and well two assassins basically so uh she's the daughter of an assassin named david kane and the assassin Lady Shiva. Uh, Lady Shiva being uh, one of DC's top-tier martial artists, having trained uh, Vic Sage, The Question, as i pretty sure I went over in that episode, which was episode one. And she also trained uh, Tim Drake uh, for a short time, with Cassandra being one of the few uh, Asian-American characters. She gets that from her mom. As a child, she was raised by her father to be a bodyguard for Ra's al Ghul, and basically to be, like, the perfect assassin she was denied human contact and speech, and then of course she she had um intense combat training and due to the way she was raised she remained mute for uh most of her life after being replaced as batgirl in 2009 by stephanie brown i had it in my notes you think i could scan through and read that cassandra took the name black Bat. And then she took the code name Orphan, which is her which is the name she currently goes by in the comics after her father passed away. Uh, apparently the code name Orphan was the assassin name her father went by. She was event and she was also eventually adopted by Bruce, making her his only daughter. Uh the weird thing about that is she became Batgirl and then dropped that alias to become Black Bat when uh Stephanie Brown took over as Batgirl and then she took took the name orphan which is her father's name which I guess shows a a kind of respect it's weird because she she gets adopted by Bruce and you'd almost think that by taking her her real father like her her real father was kind of was, you know, pretty much a scumbag. But I guess she was just like, well, you know, he partially raised me. He was my legitimate father and he was like one of the best assassins in the world. So I guess, you know, the out of some kind of weird respect, she took that name. So while Cassandra was Batgirl, she had to be retrained by Bruce because, you know, she was trained to be an assassin, which meant that the only kind of fighting she knew was meant to kill and kill in the most efficient way possible. So Bruce kind of had, to give her additional training in defense because Cassandra's fighting style was all attack, you know, because that's what assassins are. They're not like assassins don't go in with the intention of beating up their opponents and handcuffing them to like steam pipes or anything like that. They go in, they kill, they get out. So she basically wasn't trained in any real kind of defensive combat techniques or any kind of uh, like brawling takedown techniques or or any kind of submission moves. So Bruce basically had to train her in in non-lethal combat. As I said earlier, her father intended Cassandra to be a bodyguard for Ra's al Ghul. To do this, uh he he started like a long time ago with this whole plan uh so he killed the sister of Sandra Wusan aka Lady Shiva and used that to lure her into a trap and he defeated her in combat and spared her life only if she would give birth to a child so let's recap that in simple terms basically Cassandra's father killed Lady Shiva's sister to get her to chase after him which was a which was a setup for a trap, and then upon Feeding her, he said he he let her live only because he basically raped her and impregnated her, and he was like, "I won't kill you if you give birth to my dog <laughs> give birth to my child." That's pretty fucked up. Which again is like, well, why did he take? Why did Cassandra take his name? But I, you know, weird psychological problems. Um. So um, after that happened, this this was kind of an event that led Sandra Wusan to becoming. Uh, Lady Shiva. Anyway, David trained Cassandra to read body language instead of books. And at the age of eight, she had her first kill. And then after realizing what she had done, she basically ran away from her father. Like after her first, like she, she was trained to kill, but upon making her first kill, she was kind of horrified with herself having, you know, taken just some random guy's life because i I believe it was just some uh random business guy from from Gotham. I mean because she was eight, and I would think regardless well, I mean then again, if you look at how Batman's actual son turned out Damien pretty sure he killed somebody at around the same age if not younger and didn't give two squirts about it so that should tell you something about that but Cassandra was different and she ran um she didn't pop up again until the no man's land storyline which technically was her first appearance the story about her dad and her upbringing came along late in other stories but basically that's what happened like after she ran away from her father she was basically on the run so when no man's land happened that's when she pops up again slash shows up for the first time in comic. uh she temporarily is she was temporarily the leader of a faction of the League of Assassins after uh the group split um half following Lady Shiva and then through uh with the blessing of one of Ra's al Ghul's daughter Nissa al Ghul who's actually been in the uh CW Arrowverse shows I don't know if she's still alive or not but whatever she's she's been in that too so she's been in a live action thing so nissa gave cassandra her blessing to be the one who is all or basically the new ross Hal cool and so cassandra had to basically fight her mother for control and i think she relinquished it oh let me see so she beat her mom but she didn't want the title so she left and so basically the league of assassins was you know torn apart for a while until leadership i think eventually fell to uh, Talia, and then I think it went back to Roz, (laughs) and then Roz was permanently killed and then it went to Talia again. I don't really know who or I think a faction went to Talia and another faction stuck with Roz because he came back again. Um, I'm not really sure what the current situation is with the League of Assassins but uh, moving on. So I'm going to go through some of Cassandra's training instructors. So of course her father as I mentioned before was one but he also hired other assassins a trainer which included uh, Bronze Tiger and Merlin who's a Green Arrow villain and then after she split from her father Bruce gave her some training but then also Oracle trained her she had training from Black Canary and then at some point her mother Lady Shiva gave her some training so with that it'll be interesting to see in the movies how they portray her because I think in the movie and in the description of the movie they say a little girl so I'm assuming she's gonna be probably like eight maybe eight to ten somewhere in that range uh so so by then she would already, I, I'm assuming she's on the run from her father at this point. And they might, I think what they, what they're either going to do is rewrite it and say that Black Mask is her father. And, she, but maybe she doesn't know that. And Black Mask does. And he's like, well, I got to get my daughter back because of, One of my enemies gets her first, then they'll use her as leverage, something like that. That's kind of what I'm expecting. Or if they kind of keep her origins the same, uh, I'm assuming that Black Mask wants to get his hands on her So he can use her as leverage to get her father to kill someone for him or something like that. Um, We won't know until the movie comes out. And it might not even be that because, you know, it's it sounds like there's a a lot of characters in there. But I feel like the focus is going to be on Harley Quinn and everyone else is just going to be kind of like um, side characters. So it's like I feel like Huntress and Black Canary are going to come in and do like a two second exposition intro where it's like, I'm Black Canary. I scream, that's my power, and I can fight good. Hunters is like, I can fight good, and I use crossbows. And it'll kind of be like Suicide Squad, where it's like this quick little montage intro, and then they just run off with it. Which, not, I'm not saying that, like, it's uh, the worst thing to do. It, it all depends on what the, the, I guess, the tone of the movie. So, again, won't know until at least we see a trailer. So, that's basically it for Cassandra Kane. She doesn't have any powers, she can just kick a lot of ass uh like i said with all the training instructors she's had which are comprised of some of the best fighters in the dc universe basically whatever not everything that batman knows she knows but like i don't really think i need to go into the actual fighting styles like she was trained by batman she was trained by bronze tiger she was trained by her father who was one of the top assassins in the world she was trained by her mother another top assassin in the world. She was trained by Merlin, she was trained by Oracle, she was trained by Black Canary. That basically means you're a walking tank. Basically, well, not tank because she's small, but like, yeah, she she'll rip through you like toilet paper. As far as stories goes, I suggest finding either the volumes of Batman No Man's Land, or if you can afford it, there's a Batman No Man's Land omnibus, which is basically a thick book of the entire storyline. Um, But those those get pricey, so you know if you can if you can. I'd say go for that so you can get like the, the whole scope if not there's volumes of No Man's Land which just contains like the the main story but it's also where Cassandra first comes in so I think it's worth a read there's also if you can find it there's uh there's a lead-in story called Cataclysm and then there's a that uh, leads up to No Man's Land and then there's a follow-up story called Aftershock. Uh, if you're looking for more like straight-up Batgirl stories, there's Batgirl Silent Running, which is a collection of issues one through six from 2001. There's a six-issue miniseries called Batgirl Redemption. There's uh, three volumes from the 2016 to 2017 run. Um, volume one is Silent Night. Volume two is... To the death, and in Volume Three is point blank. Um, she has other stories, other collections, and. She's appeared in various detective comic stories, teaming up with, you know, the Robins and having solo missions, teaming up with Batman. So if you read Batman comics, odds are you've stumbled across her at some point. So that's Cassandra Cain. I felt like it was a good idea to do uh, an episode on her just because I wanted to do characters that are either in or related to the Bat family, but most of them aren't that obscure so i couldn't do barbara gordon because like she's you know people know who that is cassandra has a gonna pop up in a movie soon so i figured i should i needed to jump on that sooner than later uh i might do stephanie brown batgirl but i feel like i should wait for that because you know i just did this batgirl and then most people know all the robins so that didn't really seem like a viable pick either. What I might do is uh, I'm going to do a team episode again. Like it, it was kind of, I, I want to do team episodes, but the issue with that was uh, those all tended to run really long. But I, so what I did was one, I had to dig up slightly more obscure teams and then two it's like well i'm, I'm probably going to just stick to like their their mate like the powers their biggest contributions to their teams like story-wise like what what's a big thing that happened to them in any given story and just go from there. So I, I kinda wanna get back into doing some more team story or er, team episodes. So that's gonna be the next episode. And then when I go with the next uh solo character I do, I'm trying to dip out of uh DC and Marvel again. And well it's kind of hard to do because DC has, you know, there's there's Dark Horse, which falls which is uh part of DC. There's uh there's there's uh, Vertigo, which is also DC. So you know it's it's gonna be kind of rough to do that. Uh, and then a lot of the other places are are defunct. So even I haven't heard of them. But I'm gonna keep digging. Um, I do have a list, but uh, when I looked over it, yeah, it's still a lot of DC Marvel characters. So I gotta do some more hunting for some characters even if they're ones that I haven't heard of which there's still there's tons of characters I haven't heard of but like I'm trying to dig up characters that I at least have you know some notion of because at least those are ones like well you know I've heard of them but I never looked into it so you know it's more fun for me um so that's Cassandra uh next episode will be a team episode uh so let's get into back issues so this has been up for a bit. The, there's a live action Sonic the Hedgehog movie happening and they've released the a motion poster and a, a a regular poster. So the, the this live act, the CGI Sonic that they made is has been redesigned from uh the more current Sonic design and no one seems to like it, including me. Like, the motion poster shows him in kind of a silhouette, so you can kind of see like an outline, but you can't really see his face. So no one knows what his eyes look like. And one of the I think one of the producers from the movie has said that they changed the way Sonic's eyes look. So if you know what Sonic the Hedgehog traditionally looks like, apparently they they were like his eyes don't work. And they wanted to make him because they apparently they wanted him to look realistic, which is like, why? Why isn't this movie just an animated movie? Why did it have to be live action? But I think they're trying to follow behind uh the Detective Pikachu movie because those got announced like fairly close to each other. And so we don't know how gross Sonic is going to look but if you see the motion poster it looks like it's going to be disturbing so and they had and the weird thing is the another reason why I think it's going to probably look gross is because they they released the motion poster and then everyone had an most people, like, on the internet had a negative reaction to it, and then they haven't said anything else after it. Like, there, there hasn't been any new updates where they're like, hey, people, like, trust us, we know what we're doing, or, or anything. I feel like now they're just like, ooh, this is, we made it, it's coming out. It's going to be bad. So I think they're just like, I I, I feel like we're probably going to get a trailer, but if we do, either it's going to be like a soft release where it's just like, we'll just let it kind of air quotes leak online and leave it at that. I don't think, I feel like the, the promotion for this movie just like went down the toilet. Like, I don't think there's going to be any like, uh, Avengers came out. There was, uh, there's trailers for it. There's TV spots. You know, they, they really promoted that movie. I don't think this Sonic movie is going to get that much promotion now. I think it, it might be dead in the water. For some reason, they got Jim Carrey to play Dr. Eggman slash Dr. Robotnik. I don't, you know, whichever one you go. I, I just call him Robotnik. That seems weird. So I have a feeling that either he's going to be in a ton of, like, buried in prosthetics to make him fat, or they're just going to have him be Jim Carrey and just call him Dr. Eggman. Which, again, I don't really see, like, why? What the casting for that is, I don't, I don't understand it. So Sonic looks gross. He has, like, like, human legs and arms and then his body kind of looks like his sonic's body kind of looks like the shape of his current incarnation But then they stuck on like humanoid arms and legs. So he's got these really like uh, sinewy runner's legs and arms. But then they're like covered in fur. And it looks really weird. They didn't give him his gloves. He's not wearing, he's wearing shoes that are red with white laces. But no socks. So he doesn't have his iconic sock. His shoes don't look like any version of the shoes he's worn. Which are basically red shoes with a white strap. Or red shoes with a white strap and a yellow buckle nothing it's just they're just red runner shoes with white laces why would you do that sonic is such an iconic looking character why would you make him less recognizable i don't get i mean at least with the detective pikachu movie they kept the pokemon basically on design and just kind of like made them look cgi realistic and like kind of made them like fur and stuff like that they didn't like pikachu looks like pikachu he doesn't look like some he doesn't look like a real rat that's just yellow with like red red dotted cheeks and a lightning tail so i don't see why the people making the sonic movie went like far other like they went the far opposite direction it looks really weird but hey if you're if you're really curious look at the poster online check out the comments that are flooding the internet about it i think all the hype is or the i think it's kind of dying down now and people are just like well it's it it exists there's nothing you know we've said our, we've said everything there is to say made all the jokes it's It's going to happen, so we'll either just, most people are probably just going to avoid it or go see it and have a good laugh or be terrified, depending on what Sonic actually turns out to look like. So that's that. Um, The only other thing is Umbrella Academy. Um, a comic I have and really like is getting a Netflix series. Uh, the trailer seemed a little off to me, like from the tone of the comics. And then what I saw in the trailer, it just seemed different, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, when I heard about it, I was like, oh, cool. And I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, this is kind of umbrella academy so who knows I don't really um I don't know if I really care to see this it's one of those things where it's like if I saw the trailer and it looked like they nailed it I'd probably be pretty excited but I saw the trailer and I'm just like oh that looks like that that looks okay it doesn't look horrible or anything it's just like eh, I I don't really I'm not really that amped for it and like I said I have the comic so it's like well if I really got that itch for Umbrella Academy I'll just reread you know the comic I have um I guess same thing for Sonic too it's like well you know I was never really clamoring for a new Sonic movie I'm not against it but this doesn't look good so i'll just reread the comics or play the video games well sonic mania at least cuz that's the last that's, that's the last good one that ever came out a lot of the other ones are kind of trash but you know there's that so it's like well i guess well i guess they're trying and i guess that's still a good thing i mean it, even if it's a miss it's like well at least they're doing at least people are trying some something different I mean, even if it feels like they're just, like, flinging crap at the walls and waiting to see what sticks. It's like, well, sometimes you gotta, when you go back to the drawing board, you gotta go that far back. Yeah, so that's all I got this week. Uh, Like I said, next week is a team episode. Look forward to that. I'm gonna do some more digging to see if I can find some really, really obscure characters. And there's tons out there. I just gotta, you know, pick one. So, uh, oh, and of course I'd like to thank John Bartman for the show's theme. And I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye.